Welcome back, You Gonna Film It Podcast. This is a special session. This is Community Talk, and today I have two guests from the community. I'm gonna go ahead and let them introduce themselves, starting with Miss Kelly. Hi, my name is Deidre Pierce Kelly. Hi, I'm Edward L. Bluen Jr. Thank you. And how y'all doing today? Fine, thank you. I'm doing pretty good, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing well. A little tired, but I'm here. You know, great conversation today. You know, I like to talk about the community. And we're going to start with Miss Kelly. Can you give us what you do? So I am a practicing attorney here in the city of New Orleans. My primary practice is criminal defense with a minor in uh, personal injury cases. Um, for the past, well, previous 11 years, I was the legislative assistant to Senator Wesley Bishop. Um, I was his assistant as a state representative as well as the uh, Senate. And now I have devoted all of my time to the practice of law in criminal court. Oh, and also I'm a member of OPDEC, so I give back Check in you my community out. ways. Check you out. That's what I'm talking about. We appreciate that, Mr. Bloin. I'm the president of Elijah Celeste Improvement Association. I'm a charter member of Joe Brown, um, Friends of Joe Brown Park. I'm a charter member of Community Legion. I'm the president of my American Legion Post 509 in Amos, Louisiana. So I'm very active in, um, in the community. You said Amos? Amos, Louisiana. Oh, down there on River Road. River you know Road. Amos, St. Charles Parish. Right. I didn't know we was in Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something new. I'm, I might be thinking about New Salpe though. No, I'm on the, Amos on the West Bank. Yeah, New Salpe on the East Bank side. Right. So, I have y'all two here today. Can you start with Miss Kelly? Can you give the community insight on why it's important to vote, especially for these judges in these local elections? I think it's important to vote because it's one of the ways of exercising your rights. Oftentimes, you hear us complain about what laws are taking effect, how does it affect us, um, what consequences it may have. But the reality of it is we don't go to the votes and vote. Um, voting is a part of the process. And I think that in order for us to make change, we need to be a part of the process so that we can create laws that affect us as opposed to allowing someone else to create laws that affect us. And what's your take, Mr. Bloin? Well, it's important to elect the best candidates um, for the different um, jobs, judicial systems. Um, the decision not only impact the defendants and the issue, but it also the, affect the community as a whole. Um, the judge's decision affect case law, which means that if a number of them um, render decisions in a certain direction, those decisions might be upheld in appeals and it affect the whole community. Uh, a liberal leading judge might um, 
give leeway to the defendants and the law and all the judge may not, but a fair judge would have due process and better serve the community as a whole. Understood. Well, to me with the, the judges always on a ballot, it's kind of hard because it seems like the judges in New Orleans is one of the most important things, but it just seems like they don't generate the campaign funds. So it's kind of hard to get the message out because I mean, honestly, sometimes you don't know a certain person is running for judge until maybe the week before the election. And what's so great about this election is actually the presidential election. So it's like everybody's gonna vote, you know, 10 to what we had, I think it was a month ago, we voted for something and I went and voted and I was like number 25 and I went and voted at like six o'clock that evening. So, you know, this one makes it special because it's the presidential election, but we tend not to know who's running, you know, what they're running about, what changes they want to implement. And honestly, we really don't know about the law. We don't understand that we can write in and, you know, advocate for change or change the law. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of funny. As a um, president of my neighborhood association, I have been put in a position that my residents call me and ask who to vote for. So now that we have so many judgeships available, I really have to do my research and to, to advise what I think is, is the, the right course for us as a community to vote. And that's why I have a problem. Because I feel like we call around and say, who should we vote for? I think we should do the homework ourselves, right? Because just because Mr. Bluen may feel candidate A is the best candidate, I may have experienced something different in my life than Mr. Bluen, so I may believe that that's not the right candidate. So I think that we have to stop being lazy and do the homework. Go to some of these forums, watch well right now, we're in the virtual season, so you have to watch it, but you know, prior to coronavirus, we were able to go to the forums to listen to the candidates talk about their history and what they did and what changes they made. So we have to go. We go to any event that's around the city, whether it's the second line, we stand in long lines. I saw when Chinese Kitchen opened, it had a line down to probably Earhart. So the same way we take that energy to stand in line for food is the same way we need to go and listen to these candidates speak and ask them the important questions. What have you done for the community? What did you do in your career? What changes have you made? Have you ever even practiced in this particular arena that you're running for? We have to do the work as opposed to relying on me. Because I told my mom in the last race that you said, who I'm supposed to vote for? Go do your homework. And then if you, you come back and ask me, well, this is what I found, then maybe I'll give you an input. Well, this is what I think. But you do the homework first and you let me know that you're serious as opposed to, well, who do you think? And that's why we keep getting the same thing we getting out of the system and we're mad. Do the homework. I'm, I'm actually in agreement with you. Mis you misunderstood me. I'm going to do a re when since I have the responsibility because of some most people don't do their homework, I, I'm going to research and, and, and tell them the options and tell them what I, I found out and how I find out and also direct them how they can find out. It wasn't a low blow to you, Mr. Blue, and I'm talking about the people who want to call and ask, you know, who should we vote for? Well, the thing, the thing, first, first thing, 
I love Chinese kitchen. Sweet and sour chicken <laughs> play with the egg roll. I do too. But I understand what you're saying. The thing I see in the problem I have with Orleans Parish voters, especially New Orleans East voters, we vote off of popularity. So meaning this person showed up to the barbecue or this person went to the concert, I'm voting for them. And they get in office and it's injustice. And just like you said with the judgeship, we should know who's running for judge and what they're gonna do because if you haven't practiced law, how can you uphold the law? I mean, if you was only practicing law for two years, why should I elect you as a judge? You know, what's your conviction rate? What's your help rate? Because it's not always about convicting, it's about upholding the law, doing the right thing and trying to rehabilitate people. But we miss that. But it all goes back, I think, to campaign funding. And like you say, we should do our own research, which is true, but a lot of candidates not putting information out for you to do research. So that means we can't vote for them and we don't know about them. Exactly. That might be purposely information left from Exactly, because <laughs> they might be running off of popularity and not. And this is why this the forum that we're going to hold is, is very important, so to get the, the message out to the public. Yeah, so the forum is important. We just hope that we can get viewership off it. I mean, if we could spend two hours on Instagram and social media a day, give us 30 minutes. Well, I personally going to get out the news to my, my um, community. And I, I have like 12,000 people in my community, and I'm actually going to get out the, the word to them. And you say, yeah, but... Village the less, right? Village the less. Yeah, we're gonna talk after this. <laughs> so since we cover the judge, what what do you feel about the district attorney? Right now we have Leo Canazero sitting in the seat. I think he's been in the seat eight years. Mm -mm, twelve. Twelve, yeah. That's three terms. And that's two. It's six years. It's six it is six years. So he preceded Eddie Jordan. <laughs> and Eddie Jordan preceded Mr. Foley. So, and right now we have, off my head, I think I know five candidates, Hunter, Landrum, uh, Morrell. Mm -mm. Arthur Morrell is not running? Mm -mm. So we have four candidates. You Arthur got Hunter. Arthur Hunter, Jason Williams, Jason. Kiva, Landrum, Johnson, and Morris Reeves. Morris Reeves, senior. Right, senior, sorry, right. yes. Now, you can take that and be like, okay, for me, I know Morris Reed Sr. from when I was a kid. You know, he was a political figure. I know Jason Williams because he got, he represented a rapper. And I know he's a city councilman at large. And I also knew, you know, the bad news that came up on him a few months ago, which is not right. <laughs> and I only seen Kiva signs. I don't know anything about her personally. So she's a judge. Well, she was a judge. She retired from the bench. I think she set two terms as well. She was the interim DA who took over when Eddie Jordan stepped down. So I think she was interim DA for about 18 months. Then she ran for judgeship as opposed to running for the DA's office. So she's been on the bench for 12 years. So I guess if you had to go into the courtroom, you probably came across her. Well, what about Arthur Hunter? I hear a lot of good things about Arthur, and I actually went and researched some things. Arthur Hunter is really, he did your homework. 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big reader, so you know, Arthur Hunter though he, from what I get from him, and this is by any means, you gonna film a podcast does not endorse any candidates, you know, it's just my opinion. He did some real good things with rehabilitating people. I mean, he wasn't. I don't see him, you know, life sentence, life sentence, life sentence for petty crimes, you know. But he he did some nice things. And I did some research on Jason too. But me personally, I like Jason better at the city council seat instead of the DA. But you know, to each his own. What do you think, sir? Well, I know Jason personally too, and. I have a problem with that, um, with his problems. So, um, it's, and going through our council people in the East, lately we, our, our leaderships, we've been, we had problems with, with them. So it's like, it's, it's important that we can vote someone in that we have confidence that they're gonna actually be there once we vote them in office. And, and also with the DA, I'm on, I want a district attorney who's not gonna per se do a favor for a friend of a friend. Meaning, they say, Miss Miss Kelly is the district attorney, right? And Mr. Bluen, you know Miss Kelly, just say you know her, and your kid gets in trouble or whatever. You call her and she like, you know, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it. I don't want a DA like that. I want a DA that's gonna be fair, no matter what, no matter the religion, the race, the creed, the sexual orientation, just be fair. And hear the cases out, review the cases, and do the right thing. And I kinda think, personally, the last three, I don't think it was like that. That's my personal opinion. And, and I was a young, a young, young buck when Mr. Foley was in office. All I could say you did good was put the Halloween thing at City Park, the haunted house. But that went back to popularity. No one could run against him who could beat him, right? That's true. So he just was reelected until he decided to retire, which would have been the same thing with our current DA right now, right? Mm -hmm. Had he did the right thing and not really showed true bias, he probably would have been reelected. Right. But it came a time where it's too much, right? We want change. We are incarcerating African-American males at the highest rate. I don't even know how to compare it, right? And so with the whole Black Lives Movement, it's time for a change. I mean, you had our, your neck on our foot for too long now, right? right? And so we know with the current DA, we know what we're getting, right? Tough on crime. But it's not always about tough on crime. It's about how does this crime start? You take a juvenile. I think right now juveniles are doing the most killing in the city than anything, right? So what do we do for them? We need to implement programs. We need more after-school programs. So when they get out of school, what you doing? You get out at 3.15 up until the next day you go to school. That's too much of time. You know, what happens to these NOR programs where you can go and do some basketball, after-school learning? I know when I was in school, I did talent search. So my mom kept me busy from school. We went to Talent Search on the weekday. On the weekend, I was in Upperbound. I don't even know if Upperbound still exists. I ain't hear that in a long right. time. So we need some programs. So we need people in office that really wants to create change and that don't want a job, right? So you talking about, I'm running for judge, I'm running for DA. Well, are you really gonna be there long enough to really make change? 
you know, if you've been doing this on in the community as whatever your role is and you couldn't create change then, well, how are you going to create it now? Have you tried to implement it? Did you try to go to whoever those elected officials are right now in office and say, look, I think you should do this, this and this. Or I think this is going to make the community better. So I, I don't know. I just think we need to create change, make change. The time is now. But I would like to say something. Since I'm, I'm a, of a different generation, I think we should also put some emphasis on the parents' responsibility for their youth. And we should, we should um, charge society with, um, with, with understanding due process. We should, we, we should all try to work together. We shouldn't all depend on programs. We should depend on families and community also. And that's easy to say, but when you have young kids having kids, right, it takes a village. But that young kid who's having that young kid, I watch it too often than not. I, I started my practice in juvenile court. And so representing the juveniles, the parent is telling me what happened. Well, you wasn't on the scene. Let me talk to X, right? Because X obviously did whatever X did. Well, you can't talk to my kid. Well, how can I fully represent your kid when you wasn't at the crime? So you have nowadays with the younger generation not being able or don't want someone to tell their child what to do. When I was growing up, if the neighbor across the street said I did something, my mama didn't want to hear what I said. He said you did it, you did it, and you're going to get in trouble because it's like, are you being disrespectful? So I don't know how we get the younger generation to understand it does take a village. So I do agree with that but it's just so it's scary you know they had a young guy that was walking past um my door the other morning and i think his pants was hanging i don't know he was cursing and i was skeptical about telling him something because if he tell his mom and he come back that's gonna go somewhat different but i just took the chance right and so i told him and it went in a positive way right but it could have went a different way so i don't know how we do it and when i say programs it could be a program that teach that younger parent how to raise your kid or how do you interact or how do you lean on the community. And it's not that the community is against you when we say maybe you should do this or you doing this wrong. So I, I don't know. But I mean, you speak about programs, but that goes beyond the judges and the DA. I mean, that starts with the city leaders, your local leaders, your, your district leaders. I mean, like you say, what happened to Upper Bar? Where it went? Why are we not questioning that? Right. Why are we not pressing leaders to, you know, give these kids Nord, Nord, New Orleans Recreational Department. I mean, you see some parks, you know. So with the DA, do you feel, do you, you all feel that the DA could try to implement certain programs? And if so, why is is that an important task for the next DA in y'all mind? I went to a, a conversation with um, judges and the, the present DA, and one of the problems there was the judges didn't feel as though the DA worked with them. So I, I think the first order of business is a working a relationship between the DA and the, and the judges. I think a working relationship between the district attorney and the judges is very important. Um, as it relates to the new DA implementing programs, 
I think that that is very important, right? Um, when we talk about criminal justice reform, we're talking about individuals who've been incarcerated, coming back home into society, and how do they adjust, right? Depending on how long they were. For your nonviolent offenders, well, let's take it back. So there are a few judges currently right now in the building that may have a reentry program or may have a first-time offenders program or may have a uh, drug uh, program or even to that effect, a, a veterans program. So for those individuals who was in the military and may get a charge for drugs, as opposed to sending them to jail, there's a program for them. Same thing with drug treatment. So while the judges have this in effect, right? Why not the DA create a program for that? Because normally when the judge take it over, that means you obviously enter the plea, right? Or, well, most times you enter a plea because if you get convicted, then most times you got to go to jail unless it's a misdemeanor, you're on probation. But why the DA can't implement that program, right? Which means if you go through this program, which is kind of like the diversion program that we have now, and I'm sure most people, well, most African-American people don't know about a diversion program. And so briefly, I'll say, because they're probably like, what is it? So diversion is when a case is accepted by the district attorney's office, depending on what the charge is and depending on your background, you will go to a counselor for a couple of weeks or do some drug testing. And if you successfully complete it, your charges is dismissed like it never happened, right? Mm -hmm. So could you imagine how many of us could benefit from that program? A whole lot. Right. So going back to the new DA, they can implement these programs. What I say is, you know, all marijuana offenses, you put in diversion programs. You successfully complete it, it go away like it never happened. Um, drug programs. If you go to drug treatment for six months, as opposed to us accepting these charges, your charges go away. So I think it's important for our new DA coming in to implement these programs so that individuals are not getting unnecessarily convictions on their background when you have laws in place that say you can only get expungement one expungement per five years i think the law changed now well i think it was 10 at first but now it might be five well some of that could be changed if the da could implement some of these new changes and we're talking about real criminal justice reform and the high conviction rate in louisiana and let me ask you this what with the new da do you feel whoever is is elected as the new DA? Do you think they should be in agreement in, in agreement with the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter, or do you feel as if they should stay away? Because with the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, we screaming, we screaming, and yeah, we fought, but we don't want to go to jury duty, <laughs> we don't want to vote, we don't want to, as they would say, call Crime Stoppers. We don't want to tell our neighbors stop committing a crime until it hits home. So with the new DA, do you feel like they should be in agreement with it or? Well, I'll take it. Well, well I don't know. Nothing. Well, I'd like to say something. <laughs> well, being an older generation again, I think that um, I'm in agreement that we shouldn't export um, certain things unless we um, respond with our responsibility as citizens, voting and, and, and you know, supporting our, our law enforcement rather than saying, um, 
well, they, they're the bad guys all the time. You can't be the bad guys all the time because they're the first pe person we call when we have troubles. True. What you think, Miss Price? I'm calling both of your names are there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll be one in the same. Um, well, when you see an agreement with the, with the Black Lives Movement, I think the new DA should be a fair DA, right? Meaning, prosecute whoever commits a crime. And if the evidence is there to convict them, whether it's your mom, whether it's your dad, whether it's the police, whether it's your best friend, they should be convicted. They should be tried and convicted and upheld to whatever the standard is. As it relates to the Black Lives Movement, yes, we're out there, we're protesting, but what changes are we really making, right? We're screaming for change, but like you say, you get a jury summons and what do you do? You find that judge friend that you know to say, I need to get out of it because you don't want to go, right? And so you don't want to participate in the process like we talked about earlier. So where does that education come from, though? Does it start in the school, making them aware of how important it is for you to vote and how to participate in the process? Does it start at home? Because you really do what you're taught. So if your mom never goes to vote, then you don't really know, should I be going to vote? Oh, it's not that important. Because I know we've heard it all too long. My vote don't count, right? So when you, so when you, so when you say that, it's like, I'm not wasting my time. I mean, I think the turnout of the last uh, election was extremely low, right? Very low. But it was still participating in the process because you still had two candidates, right? And now I think we should have been voting because it was who's getting the most eviction from their homes. Mm. So it affected us more than anybody. So we should have been the first ones at the poll. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really know about the whole in agreement, but I, I think that they should be fair and do their job, whatever that consists of. And we touched on, on, on the jury duty. Why, why, why is, can you, you being a lawmaker, well, former lawmaker, a lawyer, presently, why is jury duty important? Jury duty is important because you say you're being judged by your peers, but I can promise you often and not, your peer is not sitting in that jury box. So once you get that subpoena of whatever age it may be between 18 and it's really based on registering to vote, that's how you ask, well, getting a driver's license is really how the pool is selected. So technically the system is not fair, right? Because how soon do we get a driver's license? Not really at 18. So you don't get into that pool until you get a driver's license. So we got to somewhere there change that law. But at whatever age it may be, once you get selected, I think you should go so that you can be a judge of your peer and be fair. And also, the thing about jury duty is to be convicted in the state of Louisiana, it doesn't have to be unanimous, correct? So right now, to be convicted in Louisiana, you would need all 12 jurors to agree. Oh, okay. All 12. See, I thought it was a, a split. No, no. So previously it was 10 to 2. So all you needed was 10. And as long as two people disagreed, it really didn't matter, right? So it made the job of the DA or the assistant DA a little bit easy because all they needed to convince was 10 people. Well, now you have to convince all 12, which makes it a little bit harder because if that one person say, I don't think he did it, 
no conviction. And there it is. And that's why we need to be going to jury duty. That's right. I just want to thank you both for your time. Uh-huh. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I really, really do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.